1: Hey there, everyone. How are you? This is Nina Perez, and this is Straight Talk, no sugar added. I'm so glad you're here. You know, I go around the planet seeking for the best humans I can find to come on here to grow, challenge, and transform your thinking. So, today I want to introduce you to Carrie Leaf. And she is currently a practicing psychotherapist and a mindset coach. For over a decade, Carrie has helped her clients break through the obstacles that seem to be holding them back in life. So, she's using a holistic, integrated approach. And Carrie will help you identify and clear out negative cognitive beliefs that you've been carrying around for years years. And a lot of, you know, we talk about that a lot here because changing your mindset is the way to go. So she has a book out called Therapize Yourself. And I'm really, really excited. She's here with me today. Carrie, thank you for uh, coming on Straight Talk. How are you?
2: I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited you're here
1: too. Um, I was on uh, your website just reading a little bit more and you, uh, you seem to tackle on a lot of Uh, beliefs and things that people carry with them. So I was reading your um, mindset and, and life coaching, but you also do hypnotherapy, you deal with anxiety and depression and trauma and relationships and so on. So before we get into all that amazing stuff you got going on, let's know a little bit more about
2: Carrie. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure um so like you said my background is in psychotherapy so undergrad degree in psychology and then a master's in marriage and family therapy um, I finished that up in New York and then I kind of went all over the place um, different settings in mental health you know residential um, community mental health and Uh, I've worked on a university, the National Guard, substance abuse, um, Uh kind of across the board. So I've done a little bit of it all and landed here in private practice and kind of niching down into the mindset and the negative belief systems. um, Because throughout all of that, I've just seen, you know, it's all going to come back to that. It doesn't matter who I'm working with, what age, what's going on. It's going to come back to their belief system and and how we can heal and, and switch that from the inside out.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's true. I, I, I believe that as well. I think it starts with the mind for sure. So um, what have what got you into this to begin with? Like what made you go down this path of, you know, wanting to get into helping people with mindset and psychotherapy and all of that?
2: Yeah, So there's a, there's a couple things and it starts way back, like middle school and, and high school age. Um, my dad was a high school guidance counselor and a professor at the community college there. So so the field in general was just, you know, I grew up aware of, you know, psychology and, and human, you know, emotions and all of that, talking about that kind of stuff. But um then there was also, you know, going into high school and when relationships became really, really important to me. And, you know, I'm kind of exploring who am I and what do I want to do? And I just couldn't see what was more important than relationships in, in our mm-hmm. life. And that includes the relationship with ourselves. You know, I don't know if I realized that at the point, but you know, understanding ourselves through our relationships, I I definitely started exploring like just the importance of that, of like knowing who we are and how we conduct ourselves and how we show up in this world. And um, my parents also put me into therapy at, what was I, had a 15, 16, maybe, um, and I was quite resistant to that. I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to ask, And you, I gladly didn't go. you gladly went. You gladly went. No, I'm pretty sure the poor the poor therapist, I'm pretty sure I didn't say more than two words the first session. Like, I probably made I it very painful, it. you know. But, you know, I, I he probably, it was a male therapist, and he probably was like, you know, what is the point of this? This, this little girl won't talk. But within a few sessions, like, I don't I don't know. I got enough out of it or I let enough out or a combination of the both that I, you know, realized the power of it and how much mm. better I felt and, you know, exploring myself and who am I and why do I do the things that I do and, and ever since then I've just I've just known this is what I would do. <laughs>
1: wow, that's great. And so you went down the path of um uh also because you said you just psychotherapy and I know you do hyp- um hypnotherapy and all that but you also did relationships as well right is there like a um like a field or a, a point that you like to do the most do you like to deal with certain certain types of mindsets or or is it like something that you just yes. attack them all or is it like like oh I love to dig into this
2: it's a good, it's a good question. And it is, it is hard to narrow down. But I, I would say, you know, because what people present to therapy or coaching for isn't generally what they necessarily need to work on. I mean, maybe roundabout, (laughs) right? So they might be coming in for a surface level issue. um, But at the end of the day, we're going to dig into your, your mindset and your belief system. So, but I would say what I work with a lot of what's presenting initially is anxiety. Mm. Um, But underneath of that, what I'm actually working a lot with is trauma. And uh, the reason that, you know, a lot of clients don't present that they're coming to me for trauma they're not telling me i need to come see you for trauma is because a lot of times they don't even recognize it as right. trauma you know there's right. big t's and little t's when we refer to trauma but um you know, usually I can find some sort of experience in their history, and and take the word trauma with a grain of salt. But we can go back, and we can see where they develop these belief systems, and so ultimately, that's what I'm working on. But you know, mm. um, a lot of people are going to come to me for anxiety or relationship issues or um, career issues.
1: And when uh, people come to you, is it like, um, like a? a certain amount of time that you give this person? Or is it like open ended? Is it long therapy? How do you work that out?
2: It's open ended. But I ask that people try to commit to three to six months of consistent, you know, showing up consistent sessions. Um, It's not that somebody can't get something from, you know, a couple times or once a month. But they're, they're probably not going to get as much as we could, yeah. you know, compare to somebody that would show up weekly for a while, or a, at least every other week for a few months and, and go from there. And then often, what we do is then taper off and kind of like then go into check in mode, you know, maintenance mode and check in every once in a while. But yeah. um, I, I I like to ask people like, hey, give it three to six months of some consistency and, and let's see where we can go with this. Cause usually we can see quite a bit of change in that amount of time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, but I think that's a, that's fair, right? I think it's, um it's hard to, give somebody a one-off session and think that that's going to be the end all be all. And sometimes that happens with some clients, right? They think they feel good. They feel good today. That was right. a good, that was a good session. And then they're like, right. I don't need to see her again. I'm good. And uh, that's not really true. <laughs> we got to kind of work that out. Um, but yeah, so when you see people um, three to six months, is there, so, okay, I want to go back a little bit. you said some of the things that are presenting themselves a little bit more these days are, is anxiety. Right. Have you mm-hmm. seen a pattern as to why that might be this that this anxiety um, is coming forth?
2: Well, I mean, now we can definitely look at COVID, but I noticed the increase in anxiety, you know, when I was working in on university um, here in town and the the number of, of college students that are coming in for anxiety just kind of blew my mind mm-hmm. um, compared to when I just, you know, when I had initially started in the field. And I I would probably, you know, link that back to social media. You know, this was a generation that grew up with social media. You yeah. know, I didn't I did not. I mean, it, it was getting started maybe when I was in college. But um, I, I honestly can't imagine going to middle school, high school with the social media that yeah. kids have now, you know, the, the instant um, access to all of these people and all of these things around the world, which on one is it's fascinating and fantastic on the other end. It gives us so much to compare to that. We don't have the whole picture. Mm -hmm. So we're filling in the gaps and we're comparing ourselves and we're feeling bad. Why aren't we in this, you know, top 1% of the greatest, whatever, you know, you're looking up. And I I think social media is a, it's a tough one for sure.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think, um, you know, I, I constantly say this, but it's because it's I believe it. It's that we are inundated with information, but we're starving for wisdom. Um, and, you know, it's because we, we, you or your brain even can't even take all of that on anyway. We can't even take all of the information that's coming at us anyway, right? So we generalize, we distort, we delete, right? And then we end up with what you just said, filling in the gaps. And uh, Mm -hmm. I noticed that you're absolutely right. I've noticed that not just in like um, college students or middle school either, but even in adults, right? Mm -hmm. There was a time where I was like, okay, I'm getting like this anxiety and like, (laughs) what is going on here? Comparison and yeah, I'm, uh, you know, in limiting beliefs and I'm not good enough. What is happening? And I realize it's the scrolling, right? You're scrolling yes. through, scrolling through, and you don't realize you're doing that. And sometimes you look up, it's two, three hours, and you've been in social media that long, right? Yes, very interesting.
2: It's, it's very it is. interesting. Yeah. yeah, our brains and then, get just and then saturated.
1: To, yeah, brains get saturated. Try to take it away and see what happens,
2: right? <laughs> <laughs> right. I watch with my little three thing. year old, and is you know he's almost four. You know, both my boys are almost four. But I'll I'll take the tablet, their little tablet away, and even then I get meltdowns, and I'm like, oh no, 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 <laughs> this is too young for like this is not okay for your little yeah. brain. You know, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's too scary, much,
1: right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's too much, and and it's something that you know that's good that they have you as mom because at least you're being aware of that. A lot of times we're not aware of that, right? So even with little ones, um, you'd give them the tablet to keep them quiet or to keep them busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, back in the daycare, we would have to go outside to keep ourselves quiet and busy, right? Yes. <laughs> it's like God's eyes. Yes. So <laughs> um, now I don't even think kids know how to throw a ball properly unless they're in like, you know, sports or something. Yeah. is that yeah. something? Yeah.
2: It's a different world, that's for it sure. A and
1: it's different just world. so
2: much healthier to be outside and fresh air and bored and using imagination. And, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So tell me a little bit about your book, because I, I thought that, you know, it just sounded, uh, I love the, the, the title. I love the <laughs> title. I couldn't pronounce it at first, so I don't want to make sure I said it right. It was Therapize Yourself. Yes. But I like that, right? Because it sounds, I mean, and I could be completely wrong. I haven't read it yet but it sounds like you're going to give people tips or tools to use to start helping
2: themselves through things. Is that right? Exactly. You know, the title came for a few different reasons. Um, Exactly what you said to empower people to take charge of their own mental health and to know that they're their own best self healers. Um, I Mm -hmm. mean, obviously I'm in the profession and at the end of the book, I highly recommend people to get into therapy or coaching or what have you. I know that that's not a possibility for everybody. Um, And so the book is kind of step by step of the process, the holistic approach that I take and some things that people can start doing on their own um, Mm -hmm. and that they can revisit. You know, the book is something that, you you can dig in and you can gain the skills to do your own little assessment and get yourself grounded and, and get a good foundation. But life happens, and we get thrown off. And so the book is something that you can come back to in six months, a year, and check in with yourself again. And you can even compare. You know, there's notes to take along the way. You can compare what you wrote six months, you know, or a year ago to where you're at now, and what you've learned and what you've gained. And so it really is to help people to take charge and empower them over their own mental health. Um, And the other the other side of that is like I the I want to encourage people, like I said, to ask for help, and you know, kind of help decrease that stigma. We don't have to have the most severe um, experiences, diagnosis, trauma to get into therapy. Everybody's got stuff, right? We all got our issues. Every single one of us. We Every single one of us has at least one negative belief, if not 10 at any given time. So, okay. you know, that walking into therapy, we want to look at it more of like um, how you get your, your oil changed at your car, in your car. It's maintenance. It's, it's taking care of yourself. It's self-care.
1: Right, and i think- I love that you said that because I think that um it's funny, right because i I would think that with everything happening now uh with covid and everything with mental health that's being spoken about now that it still wouldn't be the stigma, and sometimes I feel like it still is, mm-hmm. and it's like uh you know you don't need to have like something traumatic happen to you for you to go and talk about things that are on your heart or on your mind, right. um, and I'm always preaching that every coach needs a coach, every therapist needs a therapist, every <laughs> (laughs) You know, mentor needs a mentor, because I think that we all can use it. We all can use it. I don't care how much uh, education you have and how much whatever you can always use someone to bounce off of, you know, like your ideas or what you're going through or struggling with. Do you do you believe that?
2: absolutely you know and and i've been that therapist that was resistant to therapy i know how hard it is to get in you know but you know the coaches the therapists the healers we need it more than anybody right cuz we're right. we're taking on all all the stuff you know from all around um but yes it's 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 for everybody and a, a lot of what we don't realize like you said is we think we have to have like a severe diagnosis or have gone through trauma. But the thing is, so many of us are walking around this life, this world, basically like sleepwalking, yeah. you know, in the sense of not being very self aware, just going through what we were taught, what we were told, what we know. And it takes time and energy and courage to bring our subconscious conscious to bring it up and, and to become aware of that stuff that we shove down that we ignore that we don't want to face some people call it the shadow side the icky icky parts of us you know mm-hmm. um you know but we all have those things that were that were not proud of or we're ashamed of or that we think are you know our flaws or whatever we all have that stuff but bringing mm-hmm. the subconscious conscious is what helps us heal and grow and move through it and get to know ourselves better and who am i and when we know ourselves better, we're happier. We show up mm-hmm. in this world authentic and genuine and we're kinder. And, it, you know, there's so many benefits to bringing your subconscious to your awareness and exploring that and sifting through it. And it, it gives you the choice of who do I want to be and who am I working towards? Because, you know, the healing process and, and the growth process, you know, you asked how long. Ultimately, that's lifelong. That's a lifelong right. practice, yeah. right? We're, we're never right. done Growing and and healing that's constant, Um, you know, but I I do want people to, yeah, just get that message that it does it does. It's not about education status, whatever you want to like compare to we all, you know, could benefit from digging in.
1: Yeah, we sure can. And, um, and one of the things that, you know, everyone who's listening needs to be aware of is that it's not always fun. And it's not always enjoyable to look at yourself and say, "Ew, I don't like that part. But it is so necessary. At least I think it's so necessary. um, If you don't want to remain stuck or don't want to remain in a loop, right? Because that's what happens to a lot of us is we keep repeating the patterns that we don't want to repeat. Um, but we keep repeating everything. Why am I repeating this? Well, maybe you need somebody to bounce that off of so they can help you through. Because uh, sometimes you just don't know either. You just don't know why you keep self-sabotaging. Why do you keep going through that? You know, it's a um, and it's not fun to look at either. You're like, uh don't like that. (laughs) No, it is
2: so hard. It's so hard. It's uncomfortable. You know, Mm -hmm. one of the things that I get a lot, like I said, my master's is in marriage and family therapy. So there's just this, you know, and I think this goes from for therapists and coaches across the board is that, you know, people think that therapists and coaches have got it all together all the yeah. time, 24 seven, they get it all. And so with the marriage and family therapy degree, you know, I think a lot of people are assuming my marriage is perfect. marriages are hard work. And, you know, I don't know how much my husband will love me putting this out there, but we're in couples therapy. We're working on it. It's uncomfortable. It's hard, but that's, that's, you know, if you're going to have your subconscious stuff and your, your negative and limiting beliefs or, or childhood familial stuff show up in your life, one of the one of the biggest places that that's gonna get projected out to and show up in your life is gonna be your your intimate relationships, yeah. your significant relationships. It's gonna we're gonna put it all on them, and you know it's gonna like you said yeah. that feedback loop, the patterns they're going to go round and round unless we we sit down and face them and. You know, couples come in thinking like they're going to change the other person. A lot of times yeah. and couples therapy really is about looking at yourself if you so want to get the most work. Right. So, so true, Carrie. <laughs> it's not fun. That's where the ugliest sides of ourselves show up. Yeah, right. So. Right. Oh, man, it
1: sure does. <laughs> I went to therapy, too. My husband and I, we've been married 21 years and we went to therapy, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago or something. And yeah. I was going in there because he's about to learn about himself. <laughs> Right? What? I like at myself. I was like, oh, ew. Oh, dang it. You know? Yes. But I, I was sure enough with my self-righteous behind going in there because I was all of that. Right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Therapy. Uh, Therapy coaching all of that just brings out i think the best in you if you allow it if you allow it right mm-hmm. because the person on the other side like you carry like you are on the other side really wanting authentic breakthrough for this person yeah. right so if you guys go into a therapist a coach or whatever know that that person is on your side to help the best you come out you yeah. know um cuz i've spoken to people like oh my god that therapist is terrible she just doesn't and, and of course they don't want to look at them you know what they have to work on, right? So it's mm-hmm. the therapist's fault, um, and not all therapists are amazing. That's true, but still, sure. like I think when we are on this side of the 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 table um, as the client, we're thinking, "Will sh- will that person judge me?" And that's not what that person is there for. And right. also, as a coach, and you as a uh, psychotherapist, you know that you're on that side saying, "What can I do to make the best experience of this person and the best person come out?"
2: right absolutely yeah. and ultimately, you know, each each client, each couple, they, they all have their answer They know the answers. Mm-hmm. I don't know the answers, mm-hmm. right? Like, we, we're not sitting here. We have education and we're trained and, and hopefully a lot of us are pretty intuitive but um, we don't have the answers. We're not inside your brain living your life. Like, ultimately right. Right. each client, each person has their own answers. You know the truth. You know what you gotta do, what you gotta work on. In fact, you're the only one that has access to that because you're probably bearing it down, suppressing it. But my job is to guide you, you know, safely to being able to address that stuff and bring it up and look at it.
1: Right. That's fantastic. Now, do you have yourself like, um, like, uh, t- tips or tools for yourself that you go through when, when you're like hitting hard times or when something's coming against you? Do you, do you have a go-to
0: yeah.
2: yeah. There's, I have a lot of go-tos and that's yeah. what I recommend is that, you know, a yeah. lot of tools in the toolbox, right. Um, as far as coping skills, self-care, um, kind of mantras, belief systems, you mm. know, cause at the end of the day, it's knowing yourself and what you believe in. But a lot of my go-tos there's, there's a couple. So, um, the biggest one when I'm struggling is more of the concept of constantly reminding myself, to, okay, there's a situation, there's this problem. What's within my control and what is not within my control? Mm -hmm, And what's mm -hmm. not within my control, I've got to let it go. And what's within my control, I've got to take action. If I don't want to spin around in the hamster wheel and stay stuck Mm -hmm. and magnify the anxiety and the stress, right? So focus on what I can control and take action there. Um, The, is it the first verse of the serenity prayer says that just, so beautifully you know um, and then the other thing that I really like to go to off the bat is um, checking in with my body and this one was a hard that it took me a while to like kind of grasp this but um, you know people will say well you got to sit with your emotions what in the world does that mean, you know? Like, okay. And and in the past when I would try to sit with my emotions and like let myself feel like I would, I think I probably sat in it for 30 seconds then I'm like, okay. Well, that was right. pointless, right? right? So sitting, <laughs> sitting with your emotions, <laughs> because right. you know naturally, if it's if it's a negative feeling, and we're not we're not telling people to sit with their happy emotions, That's, right. that's fun, that's easy, right? Um, we're telling them to sit with those negative emotions yeah. because so quickly it's uncomfortable. We don't like them. So we jump out, you know, yeah. we, we, yeah. we get busy, we occupy ourselves, drugs, alcohol, TV, whatever it may be. We yeah. jump out of those feelings. We numb out. Um, so sitting with, them, um, you know, I thought I'm like, okay, so just sit down and think about it. No, feel it, literally feel it in your body, right. you know, get to know what that emotion brings up up for you physically and, and tie in that mind body connection. Because otherwise, yeah. you know, I was definitely guilty of over analyzing and staying in the brain and the head and spinning around and around. What's this mean? What should I do? Where can I grab control? You know, and so I wasn't. Feeling, I was trying to manipulate the emotions or the situation. And to feel it, you're going to allow it to come up in your body, identify where it comes up in your body, and learn yourself and sit through that physical feeling, you know, mm-hmm. piece by piece, and realize, you know, it, it, if you can sit with it, if you can feel it, if you can allow yourself to process it, it dissipates pretty quickly, you know, and it doesn't kill you. So, right. but we jump out so quickly, we don't even know how to handle those emotions. Right. And so we, and we avoid, right? So sit with it. I know. I know now that, you know, um, oftentimes we will physically feel what we're physically feel what we're feeling emotionally before we identify the feeling. So um, for me, it's Mm -hmm. in the right side of my jaw. If if the right side of my jaw starts to get tense or tight, that's my indicator light, you know, like on a car check engine light, like something's Mm -hmm. up, like you're starting to get anxious, there's anxiety Mm -hmm. brewing. And sometimes I'll sit there and I'm like, what am I even anxious about? What's going on? But the indicator, like, you know, the, the tenseness in my job is that, is that, you know, reminder of like, check in with yourself because something's going on below surface level, you know, so sit with it, figure it out. And then usually I can get ahead before, you know, the anxiety gets to like really intense and, um, or just over overall stress and and overwhelm that shows up in my shoulders they get really tense and tight so mm-hmm. knowing your body and sitting with those those feelings physically and emotionally so you know those two things would be my go to's there
1: yeah those are really good too because um i i actually do those as well um and especially the 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 uh, sitting and feeling your body because I didn't I didn't always do that I didn't do that right. I waited you know the anxiety was already full-blown before I even recognized it now I know once my eye starts twitching I'm like uh-oh, yeah. uh-oh. that's one of mine too <laughs> yeah I'm like uh-oh stress, yes. <laughs> stress because I have a high tolerance for stress so mm-hmm. at, I don't notice it until like my eye starts twitching I'm like okay wait a minute I think <laughs> I'm I think I've hit my limit I think I'm my eyes twitching.
2: People, leave me alone. <laughs> yes, I've the, I get the same eye twitch. In fact, there's been days where, like, you know, the eye is twitching, and I'm in yeah. session, and I'm like, can they? Can they tell, can they see my eye twitching? Cause it feels really intense sometimes. It does. <laughs> oh my so, gosh. That's so funny. Yes, it's good to know that about yourself.
1: Yeah, that's really good. And I love, and I love the other one too. Like, you know, control what you can and don't, don't try to control what you can't. You're just going to be spinning in a wheel. I, I believe that too. And I, I, I actually do practice that a lot because I, you know, I'm, I'm a director. So I have like about 20 something people under me. And then to, to do that, I'm like, okay, what can I control? And you have kids, so, you know, I have kids too, but they're grown. (laughs) But I remember there was things I could control and things I couldn't, and I would get so worked up over the things I couldn't control. And it wasn't until you start to decide that you can't control everything that you start Mm -hmm. to realize, oh, you know what? I can't even control that. So let's, let's just move on from that you know, because right. you'll drive yourself nuts. Then all your eyes are right. twitching, you know?
2: Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. They're no good to anybody. <laughs> exactly. <right. laughs> oh my
1: gosh. Well, Carrie, before I let you go, I really enjoyed our conversation and, um, I would love for my audience and my listeners and stuff to know a little bit more about you and to follow yeah. you or even, do you have like, um, coaching programs and stuff on your site as well. And all that too. Yes. Great. Great. So give us all of your like social media handles or whatever it is that my, my viewers and listeners can, um, reach you at.
2: Yeah. The two easiest are going to be on my website, Uh, Carrieleaf.com, so C-A-R-R-I-E-L-E-A-F.com, and then the Instagram, and that is at carrieleafcoaching. Coaching. There's a link to my book on my website, and there's a link in the, you know, Linktree bio um, on on Instagram as well. Otherwise, it's on Amazon. And so the website and Instagram and Amazon is going to be the best places.
1: Oh, man. Awesome. And I'll make sure that link all of your information below. So this was amazing. I really enjoyed talking to you. Thank you for being with me. Thanks for yeah, having thank me, you. so fun. Thank you. Guys, thank you so much for being here and listening and watching and make sure that you click and like and subscribe and share, you know, because I, I this is conversations that are important and that people should be hearing and therapy is a beautiful thing. Coaching is a beautiful thing. And I want all of you to, to understand that there's nothing to be afraid of or, or avoid, but to actually embrace it because it will help you get to the next level of whatever your next level is. So I will make sure to put Carrie's information below. Therapize Yourself is on Amazon so I'll make sure to link that as well and thank you guys so much for watching. This is Nina Perez. This is Straight Talk, no sugar added. Until next time. Right.
2: The podcast is brought to you by Winject Studios. We are an all-in-one educational platform for podcasters that revolutionizes how hosts leverage content to increase engagement with listeners, downloads and income. We come together to focus on community, collaboration and collective impact.